This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got the author of The Inner Journey to Conscious Leadership, Paul Ward. How are you, doctor? I'm good. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. So what motivated you to write this book? Uh, I, I'm a big leadership fan and uh, conscious leadership. You know, that, that title definitely caught my attention. So uh, tell us a little bit about the journey and, and how the book came to be. Yeah, thank you. Well, for me, I've always been passionate about leadership. You know, I'm a leadership coach. I've been uh, working with business leaders in Europe and the Americas and Canada for more than 30 years. Uh, I did a doctoral dissertation uh, a few years ago now, and that was a research into leadership values, behaviors, and styles. So I've been focused on leadership. But I also think when I look out to the world today, we have a leadership crisis. You know, we, we, we have all the politi politicians giving us such a bad example, but, but we find in business too. You know, the, the, the leadership in, in business organizations there's some great examples, but most are not. Most people are not engaged at work, and most of that's down to the leadership. So for me, the, the whole thing about conscious leadership, I want leaders to begin waking up. I want to, them to be more aware, more aware of themselves, uh, more aware of the people around them, and, and the world around us as well. So I want people to live and lead consciously. And the book well, the book provides some insights, uh, lots of references in there, but also some practical ideas for how aspiring conscious leaders, leaders might behave. And that's such a crucial thing, and I agree with you. You know, the political leadership aside, organizations are seeing uh, turnover rates at alarming levels. And, of course, in, in many areas in the U.S. and Canada, um, there are many job opportunities out there, so people can freely choose to leave. But what we're finding is they're leaving one bad manager or leader for another bad manager or leader. And it's, it's not getting any better. Uh, and because I see a lot of these leaders uh, aren't conscious in what they do. They're not thinking about the big picture. They're not thinking about how it impacts employees. They're not thinking about... Uh, how it impacts the organization and society when they make a decision without thinking about it. Um, and, and sometimes employees think that, you know, the great leaders don't think about it, but they actually, they do. They spend a lot of time contemplating decisions and understanding, okay, what is the best choice for us at this time? Knowing that quite frankly, it might be a mistake, but at the end of the day, they've put the time and effort in it to get most of the information that they need to. And then they make the, the conscious choice of what the best situation can be with this decision instead of just, you know, randomly saying, okay, yeah, we'll do this. or we're going to cut out the, the lunch break room because, you know, people don't use it. And well, how do you know people don't use it? Are you in there all the time? And, you know, the, all these things that we hear about uh, that, you know, causes, you know, the, the rank and file is uh, my, my dad would say just to go up in arms on things. Yeah. Conscious choices. I mean, that's a great phrase. I think uh, if we could get us all to make our choices more consciously, uh, then we'd be in better shape. So 
one of the things you talk about, and I, I want to get to the hot air balloon in a moment, but because that, <laughs> that, that'll be a hard shift for people, but my hunch is it won't be because uh, I find those things in life that you know, don't seem to relate to leadership play a big part in it. But yeah. um, one of the things you, you talk about quite a bit is the 10 practices for leading consciously. So uh, let's go through those 10 uh, because I think if, if people would actually follow these things, organizations in the world, quite frankly, would be in a much better space than they are right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the 10 practices are, are sort of structured within three different themes. And these emerged out of the work I was doing a couple of years ago, uh, work, workshops and uh, coaching. Uh, and it just emerged out of that. So the three themes are noticing what's going on, setting intention and acting responsibly. Those three themes very simple, nothing new there, but very important. And so each of the, th the uh, themes have three practices. So noticing what's going on, listening with all the senses. So we listen with our ears, but do we listen with all our bodies? No, just sensing, sensing what's going on, using our intuition. It's also about learning relentlessly. Learning is really key that we're always learning. But the whole idea of learning relentlessly is we learn from everything that we do. We look for feedback. We give feedback. We share feedback. But all the time we're learning from what happens. Yeah, we take risks. We make mistakes. But yeah, let's learn relentlessly. And the third practice there is living mindfully. We hear a lot about mindfulness, and I'm a great fan of mindfulness. You know, meditation's important. Being mindful is important. And it's an important element of conscious leadership. I like to think of conscious leadership as mindfulness with action. And then the, the second theme is setting intention. So exploring purposefully. We're very focused on purpose, both individual and our, and our company's purpose. It's also about thinking possibility. So we hear a lot about positive thinking, and that's important. But let's think about what's possible. My, my, I, I come from that place of it's not possible. I can't do that. And one of the things I've really practiced is, yeah, it is possible. And then the third is, is taking that and committing to action, really committing to action. But again, committing to action is not enough. We commit, we make a commitment, but how often do we follow through? And so acting responsibly requires us to really follow through. And so the three practices there speaking candidly and this is not about you know being unkind but for giving the clear message being thoughtful about how we speak to people acting with integrity always and then the the the, uh, the third of this theme here is taking responsible action so three practices in each of the three themes and of course that comes to nine not ten and so i like to think of the the uh, tenth practice is practicing all of the practices all the time. We can, we can practice each one individually, and that's important. But let's aspire to practice all of the, the uh, practices all of the time. So that's the way we, uh, the, the book is structured. That's the way I like to think about uh, the, the practices of conscious leadership. It's a great list, and I think people should print it out and put it on their bathroom mirrors and look at it every day and, and next to their, their computer screen at the office and, and make it a part of their, their leadership journey because if they do that, number one, their life is going to be better. 
is they're leading their own life in a better way and their organizations are going to be such that they're going to have an impeccable incredible leader with integrity that is going to help that organization not only grow but also in times of of trouble navigate uh, the difficult waters so they can continue to exist as an organization and not fall by the wayside like we see too many organizations do yeah it is important yeah, it really is. And, and I think the other thing is, is keeping those, uh, making those practices become the behaviors that we practice every day. And so each of those practices in the book uh, has 10 very specific behaviors that we can, we can all adopt. And it's not a case of all the, pra- all the behaviors all the time, but you know, if we're trying to aspire to become conscious leaders, we can take a, a, a one of those behaviors in each of those practices, taking one behavior a day, means we're taking a step towards being more conscious. That's important lessons for us all. So how can conscious leadership coaching, you know, the stuff that you do, really help improve the leadership in those organizations, especially the leaders that have been around for a while? Because I think sometimes, um, and I can speak to this personally, sometimes we get into our habits and our patterns. So making this shift to, you know, being more conscious in our leadership, you know, what are some of the you know, things that you do to really help those leaders and those organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. And really what it is for me, it's about really getting people, taking people, if you like, to higher levels of consciousness. Higher levels of consciousness can give us awareness of what's going on, but it also gives us more confidence. When I coach leaders, one of the things that is usually lacking is confidence, a belief in themselves, confidence in their decisions. And that's often what we work on. But as we become more conscious and we go up the levels of consciousness, then we get increased confidence. And with increased confidence comes that greater success, both in our, in our personal and professional lives. So for me, you know, the coaching is very structured around awareness, it's around intention and it's around action. So raising the level of our conscious, being conscious about what we do really can help uh, us all to be uh, taking clearer, better action, uh, clearly, clearly att- associated with our intentions. And intentions for me are, are, are much more about, it's, it's not about goals specifically. Intention is much more about how we show up how we show up in the world. So I can set an intention to show up with kindness, with compassion. I don't have to show up feeling angry or I don't have to be authoritative. It's how we show up. And so again, if we think about being rather than doing, we need both, but uh, that's an important part. So that's, that's, that's the way I help leaders get them more to to really focus, to uh, become more conscious, become more aware, and then set clear intentions of how they uh, show up. And then the actions they take, they, uh, they become easier. And that's the thing that I notice with a lot of people is they think it's harder than it actually is uh, mm-hmm. to improve and, and implement uh, the, the positive and conscious leadership traits that you teach. And, you know, that leads into, you know, the organization you're with, you know, the global center for conscious leadership. What does this organization do? I'm assuming it does, you know, a lot of what we've talked about, but I'm sure it does a whole lot more than that. So tell us about the global center for conscious leadership. Yeah. Well, the global center for conscious leadership has a, has a purpose 
to advance conscious leadership for the greater good of humanity. And that's really what we're, we're, we're attempting to do here. We, we provide resources. That's really what it is. It's a, it's a resource uh, center, if you like. That can be in the form of, of thought leadership. You know, we have people who are really at the forefront, particularly of conscious leadership, but applying leadership in organizations. So thought leadership is important. So the, the, uh, the website has blogs and articles which really are at their forefront, though they're thought leadership. And of course, we offer speakers and coaches in the field of conscious leadership. And there's a lot of news about upcoming events around the world. It also is an organization that has potential. And uh, yeah, we're looking at, you know, where do we go from here? We have a, a, a great set of resources, but what else does the world need in terms of conscious leadership? Well, there's a laundry list of the, what the world needs. So yeah, it's just a case of, you know, picking the right, you know, few um, that makes, makes it uh, really beneficial and is in alignment with you know, the mission of, of the organization of where it's been and where it wants to go. So no, that's, that's good. I'm glad that that's, that that's doing well and you want to continue to take it bigger and farther than, than, than ever before. Yeah. So nice segue for leadership hot air balloons um <laughs> your hot air balloon pilot okay so your conscious leader you know, your director at the global center for conscious leadership and okay yeah let's toss in hot air balloons um just to you know round out the you know the three synergies there so what got you into hot air balloons and 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 you know what you know what is it taught you from you know a leadership standpoint because i when i talk with people that do different things and they have different either hobbies or interests that at first glance you know like that doesn't line up with it at all but i know that in this particular situation there, there there's a leadership story here so tell us how you got into hot air balloons and uh, and and the leadership lessons from that yeah and you talked about doing something different and and, and uh, that's how i got into it I was uh, promoted into a management position and I remember the uh, director said to me, okay, you're, you've been promoted. When you come in on Monday, do something different. And that became a little bit of a mantra. So, you know, 30 years ago, instead of going off and playing golf, which I had thought about doing, but uh, I, I looked at what else could I do? What could I do differently? And I just, it just fell into my lap ballooning. And so I uh, took my, UK uh, ballooning certificate and uh, became a pilot. And then when I moved to the US, which I did in the mid nineties, uh, I took my commercial rating and uh, the commercial rating allowed me to have a hot air balloon business and take people for rides. And uh, I, had, I had a lot of great fun uh, taking people for rides. One of the things I learned about that was when you bring people back down to earth after a, an hour's flight, they always come down with a smile on their face. So that's, uh, that's been a, just a great experience. Now, you can't fly a balloon on your own. Uh, you need a team. And so the, uh, the pilot is the captain of the ship. And uh, that's a leadership role. And for me, that's been uh, interesting to get the balloon in the air, get it down, get people to come find you when you land in a field in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so that's, a, that's a, a bit of a leadership role. Uh, and there are some challenges, too. I, I mean... A lot of people have been on balloon rides these days. Sometimes in the sunrise, we always fly in the morning or in the evening. You know, I've, uh, I find the biggest challenge is the evening flights. So I've had numerous battles with the, with the setting sun, finding a landing before it gets dark, uh, sometimes after sunset, which is always a bit of a challenge. 
But I think the, the thing that uh, I learned most was part of the business of ballooning. On my business card and also on the website uh, a few years ago, I had taking people higher. That was what I was doing in the balloon. And uh, it seemed just a very simple thing. But I spent some time working with a leadership coach about talking about purpose and mission and vision. And what came out of that conversation uh, really was a clearer purpose for me, not just in, in ballooning, but in life. And so the, the purpose statement that emerged out of those conversations was taking people higher in spirit, in business, and in life. And so that, that whole focus on taking people higher morphed for me into this whole idea of higher consciousness. So there's a theme there. And this whole idea of purpose, exploring purposely is one of the chapters in the book. Uh, but really having a clear purpose was, was important to me. So I, I used the experience uh, of being a balloon pilot, of taking people for rides, uh, taking people higher, and then using that as much more of a whole life purpose. Well, it's also a, a, you know leadership, you know journey and things like that. When you get above you know, ground level, things look different. You know, from the ground, we can look at trees and we can look up at the sky and we can see some things from that vantage point. But when you're higher up you're seeing things from a different perspective. You're seeing, quite frankly, a big picture. And it, it gives you some awareness and some clarity on some things that you may not see um, when you're down in the trenches necessarily. And that's, you know, the, uh, another leadership uh, person that I know, you know, talks about that. It's like, you know, and he's a um, former conductor. And in one of the things that, you know, he does is he works with people and he brings a small orchestra uh, with him in, in events and and he has the orchestra play and he has everybody sit down with the orchestra and, and they hear the music and then he brings them up to the podium where he's conducting and everyone is amazed on how dramatically different the music sounds. They're in the same room. They're in the same room. The same people are playing. They're playing the same notes, but it sounds different. And, and it's one of those things, you know, from a leadership standpoint, you see things that a lot of people won't and, and vice versa. You know, there's some things that your people will see that you can't from your vantage point. And that's where conscious leadership comes into play. And, you know, when you have those um, open communication opportunities for your team to share what they see, um, it, it definitely makes a big difference and it, it can help the leader make the, the best decision with the information that they have and also be able to navigate around things that come up that um, normally they may not be able to see if they don't have those communication lines open. Yeah, that's a great reminder of, uh, of just getting above the trees and, uh, and, and looking further out across to the horizon. There's, uh, there's a great vantage point, as you say, and so being up higher just gives you uh, just a better vantage point. And uh, it's great to be able to uh, take in the whole area and also then to come back down because we always have to come back down to earth, but to come back down to a specific area and say, okay, I've seen the big picture. Now let's address this specific problem within this whole context. But getting the big picture first is good. Yeah, no, it's it's crucial, and once you do that, again, organizations can navigate through or around challenges because they've got a clearer picture as to what's going on. Yeah, 
So Paul, loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and the awesome work that you're doing? Well, the uh, Global Center for Conscious Leadership is, uh, is one place, and uh, you can always search for, for that. And the uh, book, The Inner Journey to Conscious Leadership, well, you can buy it on Amazon, but uh, there's a website which has a lot more information, which I think it may be helpful, and there's a blog uh, posts on there. And that is theconsciousleadershipbook.com. And that's a place for, uh, you can find my contact information. You can always reach me through there. And uh, I would encourage anyone who's listening, just uh, reach out. I love to hear from people and I love to talk about conscious leadership. So uh, yeah, reach out. I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. So Paul, great to connect with you again. Love the work that you're doing and uh, the impact that you're having on the world. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to join you today, Michael. Thank you. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.